this area, this humidity affecting that sensor would be pretty common. So they want to. So we've been overnight at a rest area, and we, we, um, you know, we're awaiting it. They want to tow us in uh, to a place that can, that has the, the the part and put on another sensor. What they really need is a dual sensor. We're debating just trying to take off and. Because sometimes these things can, I mean, the danger is the bus can just stop. The check engine light's coming on and off because you're not getting turbo. And you truck drivers now. Okay, so, um, yeah, it's a precarious position, but, you know, it's not a, um, you know, we bought a vintage bus and, you know, kind of a classic and, uh, that's what I mean. That's what I wanted, and uh, got rid of the uh, motorhome that was falling apart. And it's a great way to go, but you know, it, it's going to be you know, it's going to take some maintenance, and uh, you know, I'm not even able to get it home. I don't know when I'll be home, but uh, where is home? I'm home right now with you, with you guys. Hello, God bless you. Well, here's the thing, folks. That's irritating. Of course, if I cut the jenny, I lose the uh, air eventually. Okay. I mean, we're still... We still have air. I mean, you might want to cut that air up there because uh, it'll drain the the, uh, generator. Okay, so you may want to cut that up there. What do you want to be, turn it off? Yeah, I think turn it off. Um, maybe in the future we'll just yeah on, on the you know, far left and uh, yeah, that's it. Boom shagalagalag. That's that guy's generator. We're gonna wall to wall with the trucks. This reminds me. Um, and I'm finally able to get on here and, and say a few things. I haven't really been able to focus because I've been dealing with how, all the problems with this bus. And I probably should have done this 10 years ago and start working on it, but maybe it'll give me kind of a, I don't know, working on it during the apocalypse, working on it during the nuclear <laughs> war, working on it while it's all falling apart. Um, you know, that's that's that guy's generator, right? That's not ours. Yeah, it's it. That's a loud one. So, you you know, we're at a uh, rest area, and um, we're wondering if we should just go ahead and drive with the idea that uh, the turbo sensor may click in unless as we head toward Texas, or should we let them tow it in and fix it? I'm, you know missing a night of sleep here because I couldn't get the uh, because the I didn't have the air conditioning to stop the humidity and the the flow but one thing I do know is that we're literally in this bus in this rest area for hours and uh, it works you know we're in here and we're you know in our own world and um, they're in their world out there and we have comms we got communication we've got uh news we've got uh 
you know, all this has to be streamlined, of course. Um, I'd like to just be able to broadcast whatever news I have from my phone to whatever TV, listening, you know, wherever. And, I mean, I think that's the way of the future. It's just broadcasting from, from yourself, really. Okay. Hi, folks. So, now, yeah, no, no, let me please pray for us that we can get back on the road. And, uh, I have no idea when we're going to get back home. I'm, I'm, uh, I really have no idea. Um, you know, when the, when the, when the, when it went out, this happened to me once before with the Dutch star that we had. And, uh, that had a Cummins diesel engine and turbo diesel uh, on a Freightliner chassis, and and it went. You know what I mean? Then you have no power. You hit the you know hit the gas, whatever. You have no power. You slow down to like 15 miles an hour, or you get going down a hill about 60, 65, but you're full open. Then you can't stop the vehicle, you know, because you're just wide open and there's no there's no gears, there's no RPM. You know, you're just flying. So the, um, you know, I know that's dangerous, and uh, but I'm a good driver. You know, I've been driving these things for ten years. So, um, what can I say about it? Uh, I felt, did I feel personally picked on? Well, there was a learning curve, and then you know, I'm going back in time to a coach that was made. Uh, I should have put a picture up there so you could see it. It, it's a you know a bus a traditional looking kind of bus that's sort of got some you know kind of a fancy paint job on it you know a lot of black and gold and um, you know really really good looking but I mean the uh, I think the chassis goes back to 2007 and the 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 build they finally they completed in 2010 so they took three years you know, building exquisite coach, and then of course after that, after it was someone with a lot of money took delivery of it, well, then it started going down in value, and when it got low enough, then, you know, here I'd step in like, oh, 2010, that's not bad, that's 13 years old, but I remember 2010 like it was yesterday, so I snapped and I thought, whoa, what a great deal, I'm getting here, (laughs) and we're, um, I think the first day we 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 uh, stayed in it, we uh, we got locked in it. We couldn't get out, and then um, all the electronics are you know past uh, tense kind of, and you know uh, there's a lot of things that will need to be done. So it's going to be a you know like ten years ago I could have had a hobby with it, but now I feel like well I'm going to do some you know try to do some things and. Uh, I'll put a big J, J for Jesus on there. But, uh, yeah, well, it's the Jesus, but this is, we've got to talk about Jesus. We've got to talk about Jesus. We've got to talk, now, I mean, if we don't talk about Jesus now, when are we going to talk about Jesus? This is the, this is it, folks. I mean, this is the uh, Super Bowl of Jesus right now. There, There is just nothing else going on. Keep our eyes on the Lord. And Jesus is the Lord of all the religions. You know, I mean, of you know, or no religion, right? He is the Lord of the person, not the 
the organization. He is not the establishment, or i.e. the woke, you know, i.e. Black Lives Matter, i.e., uh, you know, the Democrats or whatever. And, um, and the establishment Republicans and all that. And we sort of fit, I guess, it's funny we wind up in this weird political thing because I consider myself, I guess I was an iconoclast in a sense. But then as I worked out more my philosophy, which was shaped a lot by the, by the wisdom of the Bible, which is so more wisdom than I, than I have innately. Um, and I was able to understand things like, you know, the making of a lot of books is vanity, even though I've, I'm a writer of, of, of books. I, I didn't dedicate myself to writing lots of books, just certain things. And, um, you know, the looking after your, um, I suppose the building up of yourself as a, you know, public entity or something, to me seemed absurd as well. Um, in the context of um, uh, what we might call Christ. The context of Christ self-building up is but then self non-care which I think I've been guilty of is not also a way to go because things break down you know when you if you you know that, that's what I'm wondering with the bus if I drive it today and avoid the tow I'm still out the money for the tow but if I avoid the tow and just drive do you think the turbo sensor will kick in. I, I think it would if we had a desert to go to. But, because I think it's a humidity-triggered thing. But, I mean, I wonder. So I've left it up to the Lord. I, what was, I couldn't sleep last night in here. And um, I was uncomfortable with the, because uh, I, air conditioners had shorted out and stuff. And I, so I um, felt like leaving. You know, I thought that's the Lord leading me you know, to leave, and then, because dangerous to leave, because we have to drive with the flashers on, and, you know, if there's a hill, it's, you know, 25 miles an hour on the freeway, and down a hill, it's 65, but then it's, you know, kind of out of control, so I'm, yeah, you know, versus having it towed to the Allison, they work on Allison transmissions, and well, that's what we have here, but was and, and diesels, and I, I think they work on Series sixty, which this is. All we need is two sensors. I, I don't even think we need the map. We just need the turbo boost sensor. Yeah. That's it. They have a dual sensor, I think, <laughs> to get around this. See, I think they know that these trucks break down with this humidity, and they need another sensor. And you know, it's kind of a cash cow for them right here. In Pensacola. So, um, anyway, so that's kind of what's going on, and I'm weighing our options, but there is a tow on the way. We did get permission to stay here last night. God bless her. And, you know, all these trucks are here. They come in after midnight. Yeah, they're all here. Every space is taken. Every space. It's like a hundred. 
and there were nobody in the spaces when we came in. But see, if they come in after midnight, you're not staying overnight. So see, they can <laughs> they can stay from midnight till the morning, say till six or seven, and then they can take off again. And um, you know the same trick works at truck stops, and you know just you know wherever they can be. And uh, but okay, so I'm raw right now. Uh, unslept and, and I've been really stressed over this uh, this thing and I and uh, you know it's been uh, like I said for, for me version ten years younger this would have been a you know a piece of cake but on on the other hand maybe it's um, maybe it's helping me in some way it is and I can't solve it all today you know what I mean I have to have a plan to to solve the you know I traded in a bus that was not a bus, a motorhome, which is basically kind of like a bus, but it's not really a bus like this. You know, this is a a Prevo bus or Prevost. You see them uh, with a uh, that Volvo engine, which is the uh, Detroit six, sixty series Detroit engine, um, and it's a uh, based on an air ride. You know, it's all airbags, air ride. And uh, it's um, it's a thing of beauty, but it's a it's a beast. I'd hope to drive it around and meet people, <laughs> but I don't know yeah. when it'll be ready for prime time. And anyway, let's get into the subject matter. Okay, so I'm Zed. When I became Zeph E. Daniel, it was really more about being Zed, Z E D. Um, you know meaning the end and throughout my life it's been strange I remember I was when I was at um, another I mean this was a, it affected me greatly um, when I was at um, uh, Harvard School in um, Studio City now this is not to be confused with Harvard College but Harvard School is a top prep school it's now called Harvard Westlake it's a co-ed but at that time it was a boys military Episcopal school that um, elites and say you know Beverly Hills and various places would send their children to. Um, so in your class you'd have uh, there's a lot of famous people you know that have gone through there. In fact, there's a couple of actors I didn't realize who had graduated from there. Um, um, yeah, and um, you know more than a few. And in fact, the, the uh, editor-in-chief of Breitbart, Alex Marlowe, is a graduate of Harvard School. Isn't that interesting? And, but see, that wasn't my experience. Now, I remember when we began, you know, to get in there, I was in the sixth grade at a private school called the Curtis School in Los Angeles. And... Um, it was a small school, private, you know, but the whole focus was to get into Harvard school. So that was the, you know, that's why, I guess, parents would send their kids there. And, um, you know, to make sure they got into Harvard, because Harvard would make sure you got into Stanford or, Har you know, Harvard College or Yale or whatever. And um, so, okay, so was a boys school in and in the seventh and eighth grade I would have been 
you know, had I been able to graduate, which I would, I was, I was taken away. <laughs> they hauled me away uh, before I could, uh, you know, emancipate in, in life. But before that time, like seventh and eighth grade, I did get in there, and then there, you start at seventh grade. And you start right away with the military. You wear a military uniform every day. And uh, khakis are the main thing. And then, of course, the more formal is uh, the wool, dark wool. And um, they had an ROTC program at that time. And, uh, you know, really a lot of emphasis on the football and, and you know, on, on sports. They had uh, some real um, queer uh, English teachers, which I seemed to get along with pretty well with my ideas and such, but they were, like, interested in the boys. And, you know, that that was uh, that kind of indoctrination. We have to call it now, looking at LGBTQ. We can't look at it as, um, you know, just sexual attraction. At this point, it's, it's another establishment... And I don't think that many people in the world realized that the the what LGBTQ was before uh, is so let me word it correctly is the establishment has always been the establishment. So what's LGBTQ now? It's Black Lives Matter now. It's these various groups. They come from the establishment. They do their papers on how evil America is, let's say, as, as since the Vietnam War. Or they talk about, um, you know, the, the women's rights or the, you know, the, the, they become lawyers. They go to Harvard School, Harvard-Westlake, and they graduate into Stanford and these other places. And then you see them as, you know, strategists on Fox News and CNN and different places. And they come from these families. And by families, I mean, you know, the top people in in, um, in industry, you know, the uh, you know, the uh, the movers and shakers of the world, the, the top industrialists um, in the universe, the, the guys that uh, have the money, the, uh, the 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 real mafia, if you like. And coming from the real mafia, there's been a history of perversion that is overlooked because it becomes a rite of passage because what's really revealed ultimately is that it is Satan that rules the planet and you have to be in alignment with that if you want to be anything in, on the planet a ruler of the you know um, you, you know to, to rule and reign to decide when to push that nuclear button and uh, so you've got that going on and then there's a lot of them and they all coalesce in clubs like they have clubs and they coalesce in golf clubs I've always you know when I've seen golf I've, I've had this like visceral reaction it's like a triggering you know because of my programming you know and I was heavily programmed so I had a you know a triggering Effect, you know, you know that that I, I would go into a panic mode if I saw golf clubs and golf shoes and you know the guys just out there with the golf thing going on and and I just I don't know what it was or what happened something happened 
to, to, to where I had this like terrible reaction to it, like 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 a, a sinking into the earth or like death. And um, you know, I I, I I just watch it and I wonder if there'd ever be an answer. And then um, I remember how uh, how the whole thing the real indoctrination of Harvard School and back then being very conservative and, you know, with the military and I would have been class of I would have been, had I been allowed to emancipate, which they never would do um, uh, I would have been class of 72 and uh, in my class, a couple of famous people there was Doug Wick who was who ran Columbia Pictures and, you know, he did Gladiator, you know, that, that produces... He's had a string of, uh, I think he's retired now, but, uh, and there were others, there were other few others, but I mean, now there's like a ton of people that are in the media that you see that go through there, like I said, and um, with Westlake was a girls' school in, in Holmby Hills, which is a very posh area of, you know, west of Beverly Hills, and they had a big campus there. And, um, you know, at that, that time, they would have, like, a, a dance at Westlake, and the Harvard boys would go over there. And so there was that commingling, and eventually they, they merged. But I have an interesting story about it, and I, I don't want to belabor it. I don't want to go on too long here, but the story I have about it is this. You know, I was, so I'm there at seventh grade. Got to go to this one place to get the uniform in the Mid-Wilshire area of Los Angeles and get fitted for the jacket you know what I mean and the sly and the, the, the bull pants and the shirt and then of course the khakis and the and the khaki shirt and the right shoes and the right belt buckle you gotta have the belt buckle you gotta have that belt buckle really shiny or they get up and there's a way to do it and to boil those belt buckles boil them? to boil this the, the dross off of it and then start shining. It's, it's almost brass? it's brass, but it's got like a coating on it, and you, you, know, you got to get down to the to where you really. Anyway, so there is that that, and then there is um, a thing called Harvard Day every year, where I think it was shared with girls from Marlboro Girls School and um, Westlake Girls School. Never mind my voice today. I've been up all night, so don't 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 worry. I'm you know. West, I'm, I'm, I hope not being boring. I hope this is not boring to you. Those of you who know me, and you know that you're getting. There's a lot of new stuff in what I'm saying here, as my memories have come more clean. They've come back to me here since I've been, you know, on the edge. I guess uh, on the edge of the world, and uh, so, and I remember getting those clothes, and then you know, going off to school. We had a. Uh, a carpool with a guy from we had lived on Elm Drive in Beverly Hills and uh, that was like it was below sunset above Santa Monica nice house or whatever but not the extreme houses you see today Um, you know not exactly cheap but the guy that drove us was a kind of an artist surf bum kind of guy lived a couple of doors up became a famous artist his name is Peter Adams. I don't know what happened to him. 
I guess he's still out there. Uh, we have made contact, and then and his wife uh, became irate at this F report, and he had to break contact off with me. She made him. <laughs> but he said to me when I met up with him, he said, I always remember you as a troubled soul. And that was a bit glib, don't you think? You know, a bit, a bit, uh, what do you say, um, facile, right? Uh, I always remember you as a troubled we, we used to ditch school and go serve. And one, one time we went, he took us to Rincon, because he had the driver's license. And Rincon was about 10 feet that day. And I remember I had a Bing surfboard and, you know, longboards. And we went there, and I, I, I didn't even do, do the outside. I surfed more on the inside that day. But the waves were breaking all the way to the rocks. You, could, you know, and if you didn't kick out at the end, you'd hit the rocks, which is way down the beach. So it's, it's, there were three people out that day. We basically had it to ourselves. And it, afternoon it glassed off and it was all shiny and no wind and the, 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 the lip of the wave feathering with a slight offshore breeze and the sun as it began to set in a magic hour shining through the lip of the wave you know you can just imagine so and then, it, then he would take us to uh, Point Magoo to uh, a beach in Oxnard which was right next to the um, it's called Radar Towers, which is right next to uh, the, the Aiden, um, missile base there, the Point Magoo missile base. And um, so we used to, you know, so we, we had that going on. And uh, we used to listen to a lot of music in the car. So we picked up people in the carpool. And I remember this one guy was like, uh, he had the perfect. Like, at that time, the Doors were on uh, the radio. At that time, the Beatles were on the radio. At that time, Sly and the Family Stone, they are on the radio. You know, they were contemporary radio. So, you know, canned heat. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and uh, so this guy would sing along with Jim Morrison, and uh, he, um, he had a perfect... It just matched the voice exactly, you know. And... Um, at that time, Strawberry Fields was popular. It was very psychedelic, and then, and then you know, from some of the dorms, there were dorms at, at Harvard, and there were you know men men that would be uh, dorm captain, not captains, but but supervisors, and there were like like teachers that would also be at the you know be there with the boys. Yes, it was everything you think. I mean, but it was you know more hidden than that. And um, and I remember this one day, I had heard uh, Jimi Hendrix, Are You Experienced, coming from inside one of the dorms. And, and that totally blew my mind. And, and that was it. I was going to play drums, and I was going to get in a band like that, and that's all I wanted to do. But while that was going on, and reading Catcher in the Rye, and, you know, the you know, 1984, and some of the other books we read, you know, the, uh, um, you know, and all the plays, you know, Long Day's Journey into Night, and, you know, the, the Desire Under the Elms, and, you know, Death of a Salesman, and, you know, <laughs> and all this education, you know, the, the the history of the world, part one and two, and, uh, you know, and um, so as all this was going on, um, I was... 
know, I was being structured by the military aspect. And we, I remember we would uh, go get stoned in the parking lot or whatever and listen to Steppenwolf or something with, the, with this one friend. And so there was that kind of thing going on, although I didn't, you know, I, you know, FM was just coming on, Bob Dylan was coming on, I was listening to Late Night FM, and I, but I couldn't see what was coming. You know, I was I was getting influenced by all these influences, and then and then I you know was very I was very emotional, very depressed, very messed up at that time, and I guess everybody knew it except me, and um, so I was looking for uh, some kind of escape, and here's really what happened though. Oh, and on like it was kind of cute, you know the. You would get demerits if you did if you acted up or got to class late, and then every Friday afternoon, one of the uh, priests I guess they all wear collars the Episcopalian priest they're not even priests are they? Anyway, they would uh, supervise you working the demerits off, pulling weeds, you know, painting, doing something to work it off. It was actually semi-normal, you know, in in, in that way. And then I remember I got to eighth grade and things were you know I was proving my athletic ability at that time and I was playing basketball and football and then eventually uh, got into uh, junior varsity football there and uh, most valuable player on defense yeah I did I did achieve that but then I really wasn't a very fast runner but I you know so I at the same time I was I was I was losing it I was dropping out of society I didn't understand I was I was going on, you know, admittedly experimenting with uh, psychedelics and drugs and things because uh, that was the culture then. I was Timothy Leary bringing all that in. Well, the next thing I know, so here I am also there, and, you know, the teachers would walk by me and laugh at me and say, you know, ask me if I was having fun and put me down because I was just sitting at a table and... I don't know, maybe I wasn't cracking the books enough. I, I don't know what it was, but uh, what eventually happened was there was a revolution brewing. And I remember after, you know, the, my last time, you know, after ninth grade, I was, I think they, they had a prom and they had Iron Butterfly there. But here's what ended up happening. Um, there was an overthrow of the uh, military. And um, the military was, was running. It was the whole military. It was all, you know, military-oriented. And, you know, a lot of the evils of the world was already baked in the cake. And no, no one is disputing that. But I witnessed, and we'd have to go to chapel every Thursday and pray and, you know, be Christmas and different, you know, rituals. And uh, so, so it was very structured and... You know, and probably a pretty good school in terms of well, classical education, definitely. But what I can say though, what happened is that uh, when that military got overthrown, it, I, there's this one guy that was really running the revolution, and he put on a play there, the death of Bessie Smith, and he said, "Now you see," so he's like already going toward you know that well, kind of liberal, yeah. So he put that on, and I was sitting there. I couldn't move after the play. I was so upset. So he uh, said, oh, you're getting it. You're getting it? 
good, and he was trying to indoctrinate me. And I, I can't remember his name right now. That will come because I'm kind of maybe I should write these down as memoirs. But what eventually happened was, uh, you know, he, I found out he was the leader of the overthrow, and the whole point was to overthrow that military. And surrounding all this was, you know, protests about Vietnam and all that stuff. Anyway, it wasn't just an overthrow of the military. The whole thing got destroyed. And they brought all new people in and these computer buildings. And I, there was like a computer, there was this emphasis on computers and buildings. And then it became like, well, you didn't have to go to, you know, you go to class when you felt like it. And there was like, uh, there was no dress code anymore. <clears throat> Military uniforms are gone. This was all in one year. This was all li- literally overnight. And so eventually what happened is, is uh, um, you know, what it has become now, a new world order school, you know, basically. Uh, you know, the, the, the seeds were sown right then. It became woke right then. And um, and then, you know, prides itself on diversity and all this stuff. But I was there at the end. What I witnessed was the end, the Z. That was the end of school. Z. That was the, it was Z. It, it, this happens over and over again. But I'm using this example um, as just, you know, as in comparing it to the world today. Because... It, you know, I get there and I'm working, you know, at say a company or here or there with other people, and I'm there about a, a you know, and then it falls apart. Now, I don't make it fall apart, but I'm witness. I'm a witness, and I'm, I'm I may be some kind of catalyst because you know how God works; He works through us and with us and around us, and so we are not separate. Okay, but at the same time, we're not. It's not our will. And, you know, so I'm watching this thing fall apart at school. And already they had me, you know, set up with the drugs and the, you know, the, the whole thing. And then, you know, ship me out to, to the psychiatrist and the institutions right about that time. About the same time that fell. And, uh, and then when that fell, that was the structure. I, I guess the only structure I really had as a child really was that structure that they had there and then when that was gone that was you know yeah they sort of picked me up I was like became a bomb on the street they picked me up and put me in a with the uh, shrinks and stuff so you know this whole thing went down but what in in the process of it you could see that uh, you know you know all those books we were reading were banned all the protocols that were, you know, in a normal classical education were, you know, banned. And now, today, you're seeing the same thing. The emphasis on banning books and the list of books that's banned are those very books that we were forced to read, including books like um, For Whom the Bell Tolls, which was uh, had a heavy communist uh, push in it by Hemingway. And, and other things, but I mean, you know, Fahrenheit 451, about that very thing of burning books, you know, banned. Uh, you know, and a lot of these books became movies, you know, because they're just, you know, movies should be stories that, that are, you know, that we tell each other. Why do we tell each other movie stories? For morality, to survive, to, to know what to do, 
to to know what the right thing is and to resolve difficult issues right it's it's not supposed to be indoctrination um, or some kind of like you, you know brainwashing so the whole thing fell I know it doesn't seem that dramatic to you what I'm explaining you know but but to me it was because that was the end of my world because I had no world at, at home there were, you know there were uh, but parents that were involved in you know drinking gambling you know partying whatever just out of control and um so that was it so then you know it was, it was all gone and I started you know right away I, I started asking questions about what happened in my youth and what happened to me and you know I, I started you know uh realizing I was damaged and like like that Peter Adams said to me he said you know I always remember you as a troubled soul well I wasn't troubled no I was I, I was a happy child I thought I I wasn't troubled I, I you know I, I was well, I was troubled you know eventually that all kind of caught up with me but it was stuff other people were doing to me and around me it wasn't me being troubled I was troubled if I'm troubled at all it's because of them them the big them and so okay now fast forward to today so now looking at the world certain things have fallen into place you know as this whole uh, facade has collapsed on us and now you know, we, we we can't build it back you know Humpty Dumpty ain't getting built back anytime soon so we're now staring at exactly what it is. And I thought, oh, man, of course that's what it is. That's what it's always been. And I wouldn't accept it. When I was a child, I just couldn't accept it. I, I just couldn't. I could, just could not live in a world that was basically run by Satan. There's no way, you know. And um, and all the kids were like, oh, it's fun, you know. It's fun. I like money. I like being successful. And you know, there's, and they're you know they're they're, they're uh, you know just boasting about all the you know the times on, on you know the yachts and the sex and the uh, parties and the this and that and it's like oh yeah, well, but you think okay that's one choice, and here's another one. You could be a sort of monastic. Um, you know, person that uh, invents things for the good of humanity, but no, even that's regulated. See, that's regulated too. It's all regulated. Then eventually, you look deeper, and now, of course, I see that it's always been tightly controlled and regulated. To when there is a child that isn't getting it, or is you know hanging on to you know, um, uh, you know their you know, youth or not wanting to grow up uh, for whatever reason, that was why there was the rise of the psychiatrist in the end of the 60s and, of course, the 70s. Then it got shut down because of costs, and then now they're trying to bring it back, like, you know, if you're insane, you can't have a gun, and, you know, that goes on and on. But it's all tightly controlled. In fact, what I'm noticing now is that the individual is tightly monitored, and this is what I've always thought. I always told people that were plagued with gang stalking that, you know, it's bigger than you think. And now we realize that every child is tracked. And every child and every idea 
in every social post is um, considered and analyzed. And every single one of us, they know by name. By, for they, they have come to me out of nowhere and said, Hey, Zeph, you know, I'd really love it if you'd, uh, if you'd, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, get right with Jesus and just be like a, you know, just be one of the, you know, be like Paul or something. You know, just be one of these stalwart, you know, uh, Christians that, uh, you know, you get the word, you get the, you get the message, you know, you get the call. And then you just, you know, go for it and, you know, forget about your past. And I said, well, I, I could forget about my past if I could just, you know, if I could just put, if I could just remember it, you know, to a certain extent, then I could forget it. You know, but I have to know well, what, what happened. You know, I, I still don't know what happened all the way. I mean, I know bad things happened and, you know, I was brainwashed out of it and, uh, you know, they're... They have a do, you know documentary they're they're selling. I don't I don't know if the, people probably don't even some old guy like me on the documentary. Am I interesting? I don't know, but uh, it's out there about how I was writing this you know, screenplay, not knowing that uh, you know calling on memories of people. But I had edited those memories of friends and things. They weren't friends. I had blocked a lot of the true truth. Uh, you know, in in writing the screenplay of society, and but I captured a certain amount of it, and then they turned it into, you know, it was always a satire, but they turned it more into a commentary about, you know, um, um, you know, the rich suck or whatever, which is a theme people like. Um, but anyway, uh, and and when I was writing it, uh, I was not. Uh, in the first draft, I, I was I was hiding it because I felt guilty about writing it, but and that was from you know uh, self destruct programming. You know, if I'm writing it, then I'm also drinking and doing drugs. I'm, I'm trashing myself. You know, in trouble psychologically. Everything you can think of. Uh, but I did eventually get through. The writing, and then collaborating with my collaborator, Rick, the late great Rick Fry, and then we went back and forth and had lots of drafts, and then eventually uh, Brian Usen got one of those drafts, and it became a movie. But the documentary is just about how I would, how I could be writing something that I didn't think was real at the time, but was all too real, and then you know it survives in the movie as something people relate. You know, they, you know, there, there's it's as real today as it was then. So that's what that was about, and I got to talk about how I, you know, resisted their games and their rituals and their pedophile rituals and things like that, and their, the punishment that goes along with that, because I was, uh, I, I guess I had gone through abuse, and then I eventually I kind of stood up for myself and tried to, you know, at least get kicked out of these things. Um, but what are the other kids doing? The other kids were going along with it. In fact, the other kids ended up being, uh, you, you know, promoters of pedophilia, promoters of Satanism, promoters of, you know, the, the golf clubs and the, the connection between all these clubs. You know, all these golf clubs are connected. You know that? I mean, not, no, no pun intended, but all these golf organizations, like these, you know, the, the, uh, the uh, such and such country club and the, you know, the L.A. country club and the... 
you know, the, the, these various country clubs around the country, they're all connected. They're all, some have reciprocal uh, membership where if you're a member of one, you can go to the other. And then, you know, the people there are the same hive mind that you saw at the other place. There's no difference in the people in L.A. or New York, you know, or Michigan, you know, or, or, or Texas. It's, they're all the same people. You sit in the same group, the same stupid wood tables, the same dumb seats. They have a. They put on a Thanksgiving, and the, the chefs come out there. They come out and they serve on these trays, and they they all serve you your food at the country club. And they the the, ser- the servers are, you know, hate your guts. And you sit there with your family in a round table, and everyone's looking at everybody else and gossiping. And you know, it's it's just a. A pure torture show, man. It's just a pure shit show. To, I mean, to, to, to beat the band, you know. It, uh, he's leaving, that guy. He's nice. Yeah. He told me his wife was... Uh, no. All caught up with the QAnon crap. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, well, truck drivers are, you know, for the most part, the same page we're on, so... Yeah. Right, because... And their trucks listening and finding something to listen to. And their ears and eyes and brains are being opened. So all this is going on. And, you know, and they're, yeah, we do. So I, but because of delays, because of trauma delays, because of programming, because of, because of trying to get me off the subject, because of what they did, I was delayed 20 or 25 years from being able to talk about it. I mean, to, to putting it together. But see, now, now, we have the whole thing in front of us. You know, yesterday I heard someone say uh, my uh, statement that I've been saying for years, that, you know, for at least since Biden's been in, that Biden wants to get Putin to nuke the Americans so he doesn't have to. Remember when I used to say that to you guys uh, over and over? Well, now everyone's saying it. Everyone's saying it same thing they weren't saying it back then but they are now so they're seeing it um, the way the pattern is but see what I'm seeing from my youth to today you know and just breaking this down and analyzing it is I'm seeing that that uh, whatever that establishment was that I was you know uh, know, briefly a part of is uh, you know connected to uh, that which destroys the world. And so the people involved in those clubs, the schools, uh, secret societies, organizations, um, are connected with, you know, the Henry Kissingers and the, you know, the Klaus Schwabs and the, it's all connected. The, you know, the Yuval Noah Hararis and the, you know, the, uh, yeah, you know, the, uh, and the MIT scientists and the you know, military industrial club, they're all it's all connected through these golf clubs. You know. And the golf clubs too is, is that's where they always want to have children's birthday parties. And where there's these, you know, grown men walking around naked in the in the locker room. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But you know, and they put but kids are you know, going in there and having their tennis lessons and I don't know, you know, it's, it's, it, and there was a lot of, just a lot of indoctrination, sexual indoctrination, you know, uh, 
also, uh, you know, uh, at school and elsewhere, which is basically to say, okay, so here's the way you have to be in society. First of all, you never say anything against society. You're grateful that you're accepted into society because all these kids are where where you, you may not be, but they are. I'm certainly not. Um, I didn't even know that was something to be... I, I guess I'm pretty naive, pretty dumb, pretty... I don't know what, what happened exactly, but... Uh, I can comment on it now. The whole world, then, is revealed to us. It always was ruled by Satan. You know, and these people always were the uh, Satanists. I mean, they they always were the... uh, They always were the children of Lucifer. They were always... You know, there was always the witchcraft. There was always everything. But it was everywhere... It is the very fabric of our civilization. It is the real civilization that's always been there, that is us. But we layer it over with things that make it look like, oh, it could be more, there could be some good over here and some good over there, you know, like a good versus bad thing. No, it's all one thing. And now that's visible. That when you see a guy like Biden and these people deciding to have World War III without your consent, and if they don't care that you get nuked, in fact, they're, they just say it's your duty to just shut up and die, and they're planning on killing a lot of people on the earth, you know, you know you're at the end, you're at the Zed. But in the Zed, here's the, the beautiful comfort, the beautiful comfort of the Zed is that you know it was all real. From the very beginning, everything that was said, everything I said, well, you know, even if I didn't articulate it completely right, or, you know, it was all... I've only spoken one thing for all these years. And, you know, and, and, and people would say, finally, like when Trump was getting on the pedophiles and bringing awareness to it, they'd say, well, it was after you're finally vindicated. It's like, well, you should have seen all this a long time ago. But we didn't because they know how to control our minds. They know how to brainwash us. They know how to make it so that we don't um, say anything, so that we don't see it really. We see, oh, there's a way to go. And all these truck drivers, they're going to work today. They're going to keep trying to get that paycheck and get that uh, food on the table for their family. They're going to, they're going to, try to find a way to overturn this World War Three, you know, nuke thing and get back to, to the way things were. So they're failing to see the the power of this. And I'm going to just try another way now to, to get you to see it. Jesus won at the cross. Jesus won at the cross. He redeemed all souls, all who would believe in him, were redeemed. That redemption takes place in death and 
in the next life. I'll be honest, I've had no sleep. I tried. I, I couldn't, you know, I was too disturbed over this situation. So Jesus was given us, it says in John 17, we were given to Jesus for Jesus to protect us, to bring us through this world. In a way, it, it seems now that to, it would be to shelter us. You know, Psalm 91, Psalm 23. Uh, and and uh, really deliver us to the Father, ultimately. And at the same time, we know there's only one God, one, you know, and we understand we talk about God in numerous ways. Jesus is the cornerstone and the Messiah, as well as the Creator. But there's different ways of looking at it, you know, and so we do that. The hopes that it will make sense. Which it doesn't on the surface of it, but hoping the Holy Spirit will, you know, teach you. And so, you know, we have, Jesus has separated us and he has sanctified us by the blood and by the sacrifice of God's only son, the blood um, covers Jesus' people and sets them free in the sense that they're no longer connected to this beast system which every single person is you know, we have to admit this now finally everyone is part of it everyone is tracked everyone is known everyone is known by name everyone, every birth certificate is known every single person on this planet is uh, known and the only thing they can't touch is that which God has touched that which God has moved we are being shown everything and I, you know what the public still doesn't see what I'm talking about even though it's, it's literally right in your face and they still don't see it the public doesn't see it folks the public doesn't see it um But a lot of people do. And that's the confirmation I was looking at. The boss has always been Satan. It's, it's, it's always been um, the story of, of Jesus and Satan and, um, uh, you know, what uh, Satan would give Jesus if he would just bow down. It's always been that Satan had the power to give all those things because he c controlled them. He owns them. So that's every instance. So that means... You're not going anywhere until you, you know, give the nod to Satan. And the nod to Satan is the consent, the free will consent, and, you, you know, the, the, the initiation into the other side, which means that you've canceled out any future salvation. It, this is a very, you know, strange point, but, you know, to be accepted in this world... 
That means worldwide. Any club you go to, it's interchangeable. You're interchangeable with other people. They're all interchangeable. You see how that is when it's all one thing, when it's all conformed? Every single person's part of it. There are no people that aren't part of it. Either they're rejected of it, you know, but they know of it because it hurts. Or, you know, I mean, we've gone through a tremendous uh, battle recently that is... Uh, the reason it doesn't hurt, though, is because I don't take it personally. I understand where it's coming from. But Jesus finally separated me in around the year 2000. And then, you know, the, the, the idea of um, John 15, the fruit, you know, the, the grapes and the vine and the... And the the, the fruit of the vine. Do you want another coffee? Yes, please. I'm sorry. The fruit of the vine. Um, I probably shouldn't be driving like this. I don't know. <laughs> the the fruit of the vine um, has to be connected to the vine to have the uh, to have the you know literally to have the life of Jesus flowing through you. You know, also that He is the bread. You know, unless you eat my body and drink my blood, you're not in the kingdom because. You know, you've got to sort of become what you eat. You know, you must, when you eat the blood of, of, of Christ, you know, drink the blood of Christ and, and eat the bread that is um, Jesus, you end up um, being Christ. But, of course, he's Christ. And so, you know, we are Christ. And otherwise, if you're not Christ... You're not part of the covenant. You're not in the kingdom. You're not, you're not separate from the world. You have to literally become Christ. The only way to do that is to drink his blood and eat his flesh. And they say, well, but isn't that human sacrifice? Well, it may seem to be, but what it really is is becoming part of the uh, of the eternal nature of God. It is it is entry into heaven, which is a multi-dimensional kind of a catch-all phrase for everything above and beyond this. And yes, um, uh, freedom that is no constriction. Uh, that's the freedom Jesus gives. So whatever you think of, you can do. You can be. You can you know instant manifestation of whatever uh, I guess that would be the, the, the way it would go for you but I mean everyone is different because everyone's an individual and everyone is loved and beloved by God for exactly who they are because he made us hallelujah made us now those people who have collectively wound up in the covenant of Satan through the initiation of Satan which usually takes place uh, you know of, of, in in uh, puberty for boys and I guess you know I guess you know like bar mitzvah uh, times you know um, what you have to understand here is that they make um, everyone makes a free will choice and, and you know yes I guess someone could repent of it but they may not see that as a very kind gesture You know, you don't just dabble around with Satan, get a few benefits, get a few checks in the mail, get some status, and then go, oh, I, I don't really want to do it now. 
Uh, that would be, you'd pretty much have to lay low for a, f- a few years uh, to avoid being killed. I mean, you know, there is that fierce loyalty uh, battle that, that Satan undertakes. But uh, we've talked about it. We've talked about it. Satan runs the world. Okay, maybe there's nothing new there exactly. But I could see with the politicians and lying, I could see that they always lie because always lying to the public is the ritual. They always lie. They, they lie at everything. They lie about everything. And, uh, That's just disgusting. We're, <laughs> people have noticed this lately. The politicians lie about everything because they're on that side. So I think so-and-so is a good guy. Well, he's a good guy until, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, Raytheon backs him, right? You just have to understand all of it. Wars, rumors of wars, endless death, starvation, you know, lack of equity, a lack of equality. Uh, economically, all that is because the the very wealthy and powerful in Satan have hoarded all the wealth and have hoarded everything and they want to give man nothing because they hate man. Uh, some of them have gone on and become, you know, tried to become clones and cyborgs and different things, but for the most part they're just, you know, very desperate at the end of their lives. And, uh, but I'm not surprised to see their end here. You could also have a the end moment. And, um, you know, where you would go on. Where you see the world not going on, you would go on. Something to keep in mind. Not everyone will go on because a lot of people will get caught in the crossfire of whatever's going on. But, you know, they're serious, they mean business, and they want to they take out humanity. God is right now laughing at them, and he's saying, you know, I will turn those nukes onto your head, Biden. I will turn them onto Washington, D.C. I will turn it onto wherever you people are having your little card games and your your social soirees and your your golf clubs and your exclusive private schools and your, you know, your, your this, your that, as Jesus said. Um, and there's nothing wrong with having uh, those things, uh, those privileges. But there is something... wrong with taking that privilege um, there is something wrong with uh, uh, feeling entitled because I'm I'm you know I'm entitled to nothing. I mean, that's that's the way I feel. I may, you know, have a few things here and there, 
I'm not a striver. I don't strive for anything like that, like some people do. But I, uh, well, what I'm trying to do here today is tell you guys about uh, no, I'm not going to. I'm going to be fine. Wow. The world is, as I always thought it was, and as I've always explained in this F report what it was, and the reason it's being exposed now is because this, without the facade over it, which is, you know, gone for the people like you who know, but for the people who are still here walking around, they see nothing wrong with it. It will collapse, folks. Listen to me. It's all going to collapse. Uh, it needs to collapse. And you know, as far as alternative anything, some of you are pretty smart. You're going to figure out how to get alternative you know, passports and you know things to get out of the country, come back in when it's safe, whatever. Um, but... You know, it's uh, it's become exactly what happened at that Harvard-Westlake school when they threw out the military in a violent overthrow. And it, it became this, like, sort of progressive, do-what-thou-wilt kind of school. And you know what kind it was. Yes, I, uh, <laughs> please, one more time.
does, I think we have come to the end. But the end is only a beginning, and there really is no end. Had I not been up on that, I would have been a lot more loquacious, but uh, you're used to that. Amen. So here's the thing. When I look back at how the school fell apart, and the friends fell apart, and the beach club fell apart, and the, 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 the sitting around this table at Thanksgiving with these, uh, you know, these these uh, you know, indentured servants bringing you food, and these all this, you know, the, the privilege fell apart, and the and the economy yeah, fell apart, and um, Benchinito. But the entire thing was always was always just one thing. There was no two things. There was no three things. There was no alternative lifestyle. You know, I guess the Amish would be the closest to something like that. And they, they didn't make it either. They're connected. They're all... They all have a little picture, you know, and they they all have, like, they, they do... Uh, they, they have places that watch you. They keep you. They have your picture, and they have your profiles, and they have your stuff and they watch each person they can see you in a camera from 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 you know orbiting you know from a sat camera and they can say uh within it just comes up with your name there's so-and-so there's so-and-so there's so-and-so let me ask you a question yeah what do you think about elon musk addressing the uh baphomet the baphomet Um, i think he's bad He's he's telling them that they're they're foolish to do this new world order, right? Because he's coming from the perspective of wanting to be a big big king in his world order, where he he wants to be a good king, and he, his mistake is he's wrong. Elon Musk is terribly terribly wrong. Let me be the only one in this whole community to say this to you folks. Elon Musk is wrong because he has underestimated the problem. The problem is, it's all one thing. There is no two. There is no good king. There is no good anything. It's all bad. Okay, 100%. Except Jesus. Right. But we know that. That's what we're. That's why it's so important to get people to understand salvation. Because there is no uh, alternative. There is no, like, oh, Elon will be the good king, where, say, Biden's the bad king. That is false. Elon is evil. You know, unless he renounces uh, his Satanism and whatever else he's into. Yeah, I mean, what was he doing clowning around in that uh, Halloween costume? He was letting people know who he is. You know? Who his daddy is. Baphomet. So, like him, he's benign. He says he's going to invent things to make humanity. I don't give a shit what he invents. He wants to. Uh, I don't care. Hook people up to some kind of rural right. link. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm using a satellite. I'll use you know whatever I can use, but I'm I'm out of here. I'm I use it, but it doesn't use me because I don't care. And that's the other thing. You know, there's nothing that Elon has to offer that I would care about. There's nothing society has to offer that I would care about. There's nothing anyone has to offer that I would actually care about, although I can get into anything like, you know, a toy a hobby or something you know, some fascination with art or, or, or literature or, you know uh, you know, painting seagulls I don't know, uh, it's all nice uh, 
but it's all just passing time while we're you know waiting to get out of here we are all waiting to get out of here just like we're stranded right now in this rest stop we're stranded and we're waiting to get out of here maybe there's a trucker here I think who's that, listening to us I think that Jesus is going to just heal the sensors and we're going to just drive off that's my hope the bus will just stop it's a, it's, a, it's a Volvo bus it's designed to carry people around and if something goes wrong the driver is supposed to stop the bus it's old school man what are we going to do buddy we're going to suffer we're too old to be going through this <laughs> anyway you guys so look and then they worry remember the Ventura Highway in the sun. Remember that? Yeah. That turns out to be about, you know, complaining about, um, you know, free people that are free outside that system. Really? You know, how long are you going to stay here, Joe? You know, some people say this town don't look good in snow. You know, and then that's another, that's, that's also a veiled reference to, uh, you know, the open loving, open pedophilia, open, you know, Everything is everything. Well, back in the sixties, everybody fucked everything. I, I don't. There was no differential. Well, I'm gay. I'm this. I'm that. I'm then binary, non-binary. None of that. It was just like open season. So, you know, it's more like the uh, uh, what's his name, Bankman Freed. He said, yeah, it's kind of like you know, you could take a shit. Have I guess some sex. I'm so naive. You. You, like me, bought the, you know, the commercials on TV. What do you think commercials are? They're propaganda. What do you think the movies are? They're all propaganda. What, what's the whole point? To get you to believe it's not what it is. That's the point. Can we just stick with that, please? It is what it is. You bump the uh, coffee. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It is what it is, folks. And it's only one thing. It's not two things, not three things, not four things. Elon Musk is one thing. Well, okay. he seems to be like the only guy that's... Hey, listen. Some of your favorite people. Joe Rogan. Okay? There's a guy in a process of discovery. Uh, the more he finds out, I'm sure the more uncomfortable he gets. But he is, uh, you know, a, a someone in the world. trying to. Make, you know, Alex Jones is trying to make the world make sense. He's going to save his family. He's going to save uh, a civilization and go to the stars or the moon or whatever. All of that is bullshit. Everything, except for one thing. And, you know, I don't like to say this, because I like the idea. Well, I wasn't, you know, that big of a Star Trek fan, but, I mean, you know, I was Gene Roddenberry, and that was part of the mind control. But, you know, and it's not nothing... I'm not against Alex having dreams to go to the stars. I, there's, nothing, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, you know, lots of people. That's, but that's a childish thing. You know, um, the stars are ir irrelevant. Um, the, 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 the objects are irrelevant. The point is, we're in a drama, you know, and we keep looking away from the fight we're in. The fight we're in is with ourselves, and it's basically, what are we going to choose? What are we going to do? Jesus. Who do we belong to? And then, and then once in Christ, then it's like, is anything really important? Well, it may be important. And it may not be. Remember where you are in your water. You're you're almost out. Sorry, I gotta you're, wash the dishes. Right, you're about out. 
You're about out. Oh yeah, we gotta get out of here. Wait till it gets a little lighter. I'm down with us. Are we gonna but try, thank you for being there. Are we gonna try to drive away or what are we? Uh, we'll do? see. I, I don't know yet. I'm Help waiting. Us, Jesus. I'm waiting for inspiration from the Lord. I mean, I. You know, otherwise, they're just gonna bilk us for that sensor and make us pay through the nose for that. And we're trying not to, but you know, but that's one concern. But the other concern is: does it really matter? You know, does it really matter? We'll do what we can do to get through it. In the end of it, does it? Did it really matter? Uh, you know, I know the more pessimistic way of looking at it is: um, there's many things and lots of diverse things and fun to chase things that you're passionate about. And I agree. You know, the world is a hobby. <laughs> I agree. Like, chase things. I'm, I've got a bus. I want to fix the bus up. You know, so I bought a broken down bus. I traded in a perfectly good motorhome for a broken down bus. No, the... Fine, fine. It, it, but it's okay. On. It doesn't matter. Okay, I made a shitty investment. It doesn't matter. It's not a shitty investment. Well, it, it just... But in the end, it doesn't matter. If In the end... Whatever you've chosen to occupy your time, the only thing that really matters in the end is Jesus. It's that it's really you know it's it's not what you're going to do about Jesus, but Jesus. And then you know, do we choose to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and do we choose to just be mouthpieces of God? Do we choose to be angelic and just like you know uh, the will of God? put into motion as angels do do we choose to be um, worldly and trying to be lambs that went, uh, we've been around wolves and you know they've you know pretty much snarled and bit us uh, recently and well what do we expect you know the whole point of uh, a lot of these purveyors, uh, is that they're purveying to, um, you know, rock stars, and they're purveying to, you know, celebrities, purveying to what they see on TV, to what's cool. Well, what's cool is uncool. What's cool is, you know, is 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 usually related to slavery. So, where is there anything? There isn't even one thing, not one, ever. And once you understand that, you'll be like me and and have more peace because, <laughs> no, why do I have peace? Because I know in the end, you know, to stop beating myself up because <laughs> why? Because, it, because the only real thing that I can do is whatever I've done, you know, if it's a mistake, then it's, oh, well, you know, Lord, guide me to the next thing. And that's all I can do, right or wrong. It, it doesn't matter if I'm right or wrong. Weak or strong. Yeah, what matters is that it, that that it, that the process is is it, it, well. It doesn't even matter what the process. It doesn't really matter what I choose. Actually, don't know that I will. You know, we know God loves us. He wants us to choose Him. But you know, if I choose something else because I have that right, and then that's what where I end up. Oh well, that's that's where we wind up. I mean. People wind up there all the time. But what really matters in the end? All that really matters in the end is who made this. 
who made all this. You know, and knowing that, um, what do we do? Well, when I look in the book of Genesis, it says that God created male and female. You know, before he before he did the rib thing, or he did. There's already there's some mistakes, and you know that's okay. He created male and female. Okay, so he created all the things and the bugs and the plants and the mountains and the seas and, the, and then you know the firmament and everything. You know what I re- really like the flora and fauna. Okay, he yeah. created the flora and the fauna and and all the things, and he said to man, "Your entire job is to replenish the earth." That means have sex and lots of children. And what do the other side, does the other side, the opposition of God want to do? They want to cut the population. They want to kill they? everyone. They want to depopulate. Well, there's your clue right there. God wants you to populate. So as long as you're, you know, taking wives and marriage and having children and, you know, that's something God wants to do, then you're in alignment in some way. But does that mean you're okay? No. What if you get distracted with, uh, we become a surfer? And you go, God, I love these waves. You know, these uh, the, you created the waves, and I'm really into the waves. Yeah, wait, oh, I'm in it. But it becomes your thing. You know, more often than not, if God wants you for something, he's going to take that thing away. He'll break your leg. He'll take your arm off. He'll do something. So that, you know, it's ultimately, God is the judge. Ultimately, there is no Satan. Ultimately, it's just us. And Satan is really living in us, trying to get us to fuck up. And look, and how do we fuck up? By looking at something else. And say, oh, there's something over there. No, there isn't. There's nothing over there. There's nothing over there. And we're walking, you know, into which the robes are coming out for the for the really righteous people, and they're putting the robes on, and they're and they're walking toward the you know, toward the light. And, um... So what does the end look like? Um, the end is a overthrow from conservative, you know, I guess, values or godly values or traditional values to progressive. That's the, the collapse every time, all the way back through history. It's, it's the, 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 um... That's something we've seen in the last few years accelerate. And as it becomes totally obvious to all people that it's 100% one thing, that there's, there's not, you know, moderates or other people having other ideas. It's all one thing. As that becomes known, uh, then you'll see an even more rapid uh, collapse. You'll say, well, could we have a godly society? And the answer is, well, you, you just went through a COVID great reset. A lot of people are dead. You, 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 this, oh. this is the collapse, man. It's all collapsed. It was fake to begin with. It was a facade. And it was only one thing. It was exactly what I said it was from 2002 to today. I, I'm one of the only people that's actually been right on this. You know the guy that uh, at the love... Not, not that I care. At the love store yesterday who scanned our uh, bus vehicle, for us. Our vehicle. To find out what was wrong with it, and it was a sensor thing. He lost 
his wife and yeah. his mother yeah. to the pandemic. To COVID, yeah. And I said, you can thank Bill Gates and you know, Klaus Schwab. He knows all that. And he said, yeah, uh, population control, right? Yeah. Really nice guy. So, yeah, but they couldn't They didn't help. even charge us for... They didn't charge for the bus, but he couldn't He couldn't fix the bus, so... Because they didn't have the parts. The turbo sensor, because it's a cash... Because it's a scam. People get up here with the humidity. <laughs> the turbo sensor stops working. Benson. Based on the humidity. Okay, so now I gotta go. All right, God bless no, you but, all. But what I want to cover is... You know, so... You know, how do we live? I've got some ideas on how to live, um, but it, it, it more becomes a time thing, like living more in the now and, you know, just not really worrying. You know, I'm disappointed in things that don't work out, but then the Lord shows me um, there's a, you know, that's like wrong thing. I don't know. <laughs> no, Benson. You, you know where I'm at today. Uh, this may not. <laughs> Benson. I'm going to have to do more of these Zephyr reports of practice up, but uh, I hope it helps in the sense of, um, like I say, bringing a certain peace, you know, to. Uh, when I called it a pandemic, he said, yeah. He said, yep, pandemic. Yeah, well, it's um, and they're planning on doing more things. They're now. What are they going to do next? I guess they're trying for the nuclear war. Well, when you have people that are just basically decadent and all they do is whatever they want to do, and they rule the world, they have all the money and they have everything. Usually, they destroy themselves. So I imagine there would be they'll destroy themselves, but there'll always be. You know, unless God pulls it, there'll be other humans, there'll be another... I see a, a, a fierce spirit throughout the yeah. land. Well, let me say one thing about Jesus. Let's talk about Jesus. First of all, I never thought I would see it. And this is something I, I kind of predicted, but I sort of backed off. I wasn't sure. And that is that there is a revival, meaning, meaning people getting off all the bullshit in, in churches, I knew that would happen. I called that the uh, the Elijah effect, and where Elijah would come in and throw the pastors on their ear, you know what I mean, and they get the churches back into the just you know just Holy Spirit beings, yeah. you know, and 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 it's not we, we don't stand against the world, folks. The world's got nothing to do with us. They may not like it. They might act up and you know strike out, but. We're supposed to return good for evil. Not, not, you know, God, please strike them down, but it's more like, Lord, please bless them in whatever their endeavor is, and, and please lighten my burden. Thank you, in Jesus' name. Now that, if you prayed prayers like that, if we all did, we'd be in a lot better shape. But yeah, there's a revival. And the revival is maybe a vival, not a revival. A Bible. It's a vival. It's where you know Jesus comes in uh, to gather his own uh, throughout the land and, and around the world. And we're running into more and more people, like say out here on the road, in that very situation. We're talking Jesus, we're talking the Lord, and they're like, yeah, in Jesus' name, we're, we're all talking that same language. Yeah. And we, we don't even look for each other. We just run when into I, each other. When I brought uh, Eli out earlier, I brought Benson out first, and then Eli to take a and all that and 
I was talking to the truck driver next to us, and he was saying his wife is all caught up with QAnon. He said, that's propaganda, that's that's BS. And I said, uh, yeah. yeah I, he goes, I keep trying to to get her to just focus on Jesus. QAnon is, uh, you know, you know, it's what I said it was in 2017, and I, yeah. I called it. I lost a lot of listeners, and it said that I'm, you know, I've I've uh, I've lost it. I've, you know, Zeph isn't with the. He's, you're not going to be there in the victory circle. I'm like, I'm not here to be in a victory. I'm not here to win. It's proven that QAnon is a. Yeah, but we don't win. He won, and we win in our faith in Him, Jesus, and Him crucified. Amen. We have already won in that. That is where. And it's, it's the devil defeated. The devil is is the devil has his domain, and he's not. Jesus is not trying to defeat the devil. You know, I mean, he may try to defeat the devil in you. That that you know your 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 proclivity toward the devil, and the devil represents you know obviously not just wealth, privilege, comfort, and all that stuff. That's that's just the surface. The devil represents. Trauma, war, life is cheap. You know, hurting children. You know, that's that's the that's the get into the real heart of it. You know, disease and plagues and horrors. And and um, you know, as far as creature comforts in this country, even the least. You know, as you look across the country, uh, have a lot of c- creature comforts going on. I mean, more than any other time in history. So that's not really the issue. The issue is, you know, that that heart of darkness. That the heart is the heart is uh, deceitfully uh, wicked, and um, we can't really trust the, uh, the. How many times do we do we go with our gut, our heart, rather than praying in earnest? Now, how many times have I been disappointed? Almost every time that I've gone with my gut instinct, I've been I've been wrong. But when I go with the Holy Spirit, I'm not. And but it's it, again, Holy Spirit only comes when you're dedicated to Jesus. When you understand Jesus, the Son of God, is God, and all that. When you understand that mystery, when you understand that 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 Jesus is the entire purpose for you know every thing then you have to keep going back to that purpose back to that root back to that beginning back to that source Jesus and you don't call it you know Allah or just God you say Jesus or you can say Yahusha or Yeshua or whatever but you know you acknowledge that that son that name that 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 entity that cornerstone that was rejected by the builders that is reality Nothing else is real. And so, that concludes my being Zed. Zed here at the end. Um, of course, you know, if I saw that, I mean, the apocalypse at school, that whole thing that happened, is like, even though I didn't explain it very well, it's like a, I'm seeing a repeat of the same thing. Changing of the guard. And I saw it in different companies I worked at, and different bands I was in. I saw it, I've seen it over and over and over again in my life. Why would God show that over and over and over to me? He's showing me the end. He's showing me the end. You know, you're here to witness the end, but 
what happened to me in that in the whole high school thing is it is it is it slayed me it, it ruined me I lost my my moorings mm. and now it's it, it should strengthen us amen you know as do you know that most of the malls across this country on this I-10 if you just pull off on any street where there might have been malls and dollar general stores and things, do you know they're all empty I don't know if you knew that it's pretty weird out here yeah they're all empty and all the people are unemployed and there is no world like you see on TV. It's already a great depression. All right. Lovelies, we will be back. God bless you, each and every one of you. God bless you that are suffering with illness, that uh, that the Lord would, uh, you know, heal that illness right now, whatever that is, whatever dark thing it is that Satan's brought us that the Lord would bring us out of darkness into light, into the <laughs> healing and out of infirmity and out of especially out of pain but you know as you get older you gotta be careful you know you can't just run around and put yourself at risk You know, take, take a little more precaution and I will uh, see you next time you know, I, pl- please pray that we you know make it back home uh, it's so odd that this is uh this uh, engine thing has happened, but it's understandable. Hallelujah. I'm going to put on this song. Uh, <coughs> got to make our mind up here what we're going to do. Uh, whether, uh, did I play that? Phantom says I played that one. Well, I don't have a lot of music on board, but I got, uh, you know, it's weird is that I load songs in here and then they disappear. I think because they're on the iCloud drive. You know. Uh, yeah, they're all pretty much gone. Hmm. Well, maybe we don't need one. Well, here's an old favorite. You can stay in your delusion. You can stay in your crib. You can
You're mad. 